What is going on everybody? My name is Carlal. Welcome to the week of Hero or Zero. This is Heroes for Hero podcast and we are back again talking one comic book character as we do every single week. We talk their good points, their bad points and just generally give you a bit of a rundown about whatever character we've chosen. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? I'm grand. You know, I was... I was trying to you. Sometimes you throw it to me and say, "What is Hero or Zero?" Yes, and I was trying to remember what it, it was. Sean, but, what is Hero or Zero? No, you've just done a great no, so intro. Go on, go on again. Oh, it's really, a, just hammer the point home, just unnecessarily. We choose one comic book <laughs> character every single week. I've already said that. Could be DC, <laughs> could be Marvel. You usually take DC. I, I do take, take Marvel. Marvel. I do take Marvel. And yeah. we just go through a bit of their history and give people a bit of a jumping-off point if they'd like to get more invested in said character. Very good. Now this week, Sean, I have chosen a character that popped up in Movie Mondays, and there's been a bit of news about him. Oh, okay. Yes. Will Smith. <laughs> Big Willie himself. So Will was born in 1960. <laughs> no. Uh, so this week, Colin Farrell was, uh, I was going to say a cast, but I don't know if that's confirmed. He's At the time of recording rumours. He's heavily, heavily rumoured to have been cast as the Penguin. Yeah. Um, and that made me think, maybe I should do a hero's ear on the Penguin, because I don't think many people know about the penguin's history in any way. He's, he, he's Danny DeVito. He ties time bombs to penguins. Yeah, no, that's... It. And it, they, they, like, flap along and then they blow up. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he eats raw fish. And he bites people's noses. Yeah. That's their one... I think that's our one mainstream thing other than the 60s show of the penguin. Yeah, so you never had a really solid penguin representation. And Arkham games are pretty good. See, we always go back to the Arkham <laughs> yeah. games. The Arkham games probably do them the best or uh, the animated series... Well, yeah, but the animated series... Did everyone the best. So yeah, it's, it's the animated series. <laughs> it's the animated series. So I am doing The Penguin this week, and I just thought, uh, might give you a bit of a run so when you hear about Colin Farrell being cast, just try to imagine him in this role. Okay. Normally, Oswald Cobblepot, that's his name, yeah. uh, is a bit bit on the larger side. A bit of a rotund gentleman. He's a rotund man, such as a penguin. <laughs> a penguin? <laughs> Wait a minute. I've seen quite a svelte penguin before. Have you? Who? March Name Peng- one. March of the Penguins. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fucking right. walk for miles, so he did. Happy feet, fuck. That's oh, <laughs> right, get Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Oswald Cobblepot. His creators were Bill Finger and Bob Kane. Yeah. Um, Who did most of the work? I would say probably Bob Kane's always. <laughs> <laughs> Joke is Bill Finger does all the work. Bill Fing- Bob Kane will go, what about a man who's a bat? And yeah. Bill Finger creates everything. Yeah. So I'm reading um, The Caped Crusade, which is a Batman uh, book. Right. That's like all about the history of the Batman. And it's it's like a complete like in-depth dive into starts from when he was created in 39. And it goes through all the different iterations of him. Sounds like a book written specifically for specifically you. Specifically for me. It's very on brand. But I was reading it at a... Literally, at the, he's writing the first few chapters of 1939. He's like, basically, Bob Kane would just get Bill Finger to draw it all and write it all and then put his name at the end of it and send that to, to the comics. It's not great. But Bob Kane was really good at, like, he's an ideas man. Yeah, he'll come up with a concept. He'll come up with a concept and he'll stand lead. <laughs> and then throw it to somebody. I think Stan Lee was probably more involved than Bob Kane though probably a little bit but then the whole story is Bob Kane's name was the only one on Batman for years and years for, and years until I think it was 2009 was Fucking the only time hell. I think it was the Dark Knight was the first sorry 2008 was the, the Dark Knight was the first time Bill Finger's name was associated got associated as the second in command as it was Bob Kane at Bill Finger I think Pretty so good, good fact there's our random fact this is not about the Penguin 
Uh, so, the Penguin's first appearance was in Detective Comics 568, which is November 1986. Oh. oh, sorry, this is for Newark. So, his first appearance was actually in December of 1941. Christmas, winter, penguins. <laughs> exactly. So, he's been around a very long time. Um, and... His last appearance was last week. <laughs> he's dead. Um, no. So he was created in 1941. So he's been there since basically the very start. Yeah, that's like when ba- Batman was what? 19... 1939. 39, so two years into Batman. Yeah. Penguin came about. Uh, so born Oswald Chesterfield Cobblepot, the Penguin was teased very much in his childhood due to his short stature, his obesity and his bird-like nose. Ah, of, of course. <laughs> These traits made him an outcast in his rich uh, family. Their rejection drove him to become evil. So, he, Oh, so he's a little rich boy as well. Yeah, he's a little rich boy. Surely he could pay to have the bullies killed. <laughs> I think that's still evil. <laughs> still evil, but... Yeah. Makes you feel better about yourself. <laughs> For a little bit. Um, these are contrasted against the more aggressive and specific wealth-gathering origins of the Batman graphic novel, Batman Penguin Triumphant. Okay. So there, this is all explained in that, uh, in, um, in that origin comic book, uh, which specifically states that Oswald Cobblepot neither neither or is nor never was insane and merely used his astute mind and scientific skills in developing weapons to intimidate and control others. So he's not crazy. Okay. In any way. He's fully saying in what he's doing. He's he fully saying. He's decided to do it. He's just decided that he wants to take out on people who to- who wronged him. Okay. Yeah. I so I I kind of see his motivations. I don't agree with them. <laughs> Maybe not. And now this was this is very similar to Deadshot, where they went back in '77 and they wrote the origins. Right. Uh, but his first, his very early comics was his first appearance was in Detective Comics fifty eight, where he rigged a jewel heist and attempted to steal an emerald penguin. Why? Oh, that's okay. why. First of all, all the cats were taken by cow open. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But uh, why would you carve a emerald into the shape of a penguin? Uh, who would want that? The penguin. The penguin. Only that's the penguin. A, but he's not going to pay for it. <laughs> no. That's not legal tender stealing it. <laughs> um, so, uh, Penguin escaped the dynamic duo of Batman and Robin when they came to arrest him. Or, well, I suppose not arrest him, but beat the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> but reappeared countless times over and over. He had teamed himself up with the Joker on more than one occasion and was more, and was more umbrella and money obsessed than bird obsessed. Umbrella obsessed? Yes. Yeah. Oh, he has an umbrella, though. He? he appeared actually in that first issue from what I know is that he tried to get Batman and Robin done for the robbery and so like oh, he, framed, he framed them he framed them and he got the like police on his side and then they turned on Batman it, it would have been an emerald bat. It would have been an emerald bat. It was all clear. The guy who's called the penguin was like, they stole the emerald penguin. <laughs> and I, I stole this bat. Because <laughs> I love bats. <laughs> Very on brand. Um, his co- gloves co- changed colour many times over the years, Sean. Okay. Yeah, from purple to orange and then to white. Penguin also wore gangster spats. Spats? He wore spats. spats. He wore spats for a little bit. What a little bit. <laughs> So after the success, spats. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. Oh man, we can't. We can't Google what spats are, can we? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> what? What? I thought you knew what spats were. No. Spats. What are spats? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
no audio whatsoever. This one's going, oh, all that staying in. Yeah, no, spats are f- shoes. They're like black and white shoes. Yeah, and they are penguin cut. They are styling. They are not good. I mean, why would you ever put them on your feet? <laughs> That was my favourite. You were like, Spats, what a little dickhead. What are Spats? <laughs> I just, oh! I went with the flow. I thought you would explain them. Um, you think I looked up Spats? <laughs> I'm studying Penguin. Oh, you should have looked up Bats. Oh, good. I'm always at it. <laughs> um, so the Penguin and his trademark umbrella. So he got very famous from the 1960s show. Right. That was actually where his popularity basically soared. And he was featured in loads of comics during that time. As many comics as the Joker during so, that oh, time. Fuck. So he was on level peg and because, like, he popularity was. Yeah, he wasn't that big. And then the 60s show came out and he was a major power of that. Yeah. And he, that like drove sales that they put him more and more into the comic books. So people will associate this with the TV show. Yeah. Which everyone watched because there was nothing else on. And he then opened a nightclub in the comic books called the Iceberg, Iceberg Lounge. Iceberg Lounge. And became less of a crook and more of a kingpin or a smuggler. When it got him. Yeah, so he doesn't have a hand... Like, he's not actually doing the work. Because it was very similar to Catwoman that he would just go around stealing penguins or birds of some kind. Yeah, themed items. themed robberies. So, the penguin and his trademark umbrella, as I said. The penguin's weapons of choice are the tick umbrellas he uses to execute execute his crooked schemes. Several versions of the penguin's origins say that he was forced as a child to always carry an umbrella. Right? Seems like an unnecessary detail. He was always forced to carry around an umbrella by his overprotective of mother due to the fact that his father died from pneumonia <laughs> after being drenched in a downpour right so that's why he always has the umbrella okay do I like that or not I, I don't decide. see I, I'm wondering how you feel about that I'm like it's it, it's not as great as you know it's not as grand a story as shot in crime alley very uh, no but in many ways <laughs> Joe Chill got to his father a chill got a, to a, his a chill did a, get to his parents pneumonia pneumonia <laughs> in keeping with his pretensions of being a refined gentleman he also prefers to wear formal wear such as a top hat a tuxedo and spats during his job do you know what spats are what are Colin? spats they're black and white shoes thanks very much uh, this, the tuxedo is a penguin thing as well isn't it like yeah. the tails and so the, he's got everything. the umbrella he's got the so far we know why he has the umbrella pneumonia yeah. to the father he's got the suit because he's a rich boy and he wants to continue off being like this very wealthy man yeah he's trying to give that off that's what the top has for Colin Farrell yeah. will look great in that absolutely look good good nighting he's got that little glimmer the emerald isles is in his eyes <laughs> all in his eyes <laughs> the penguin received his alter ego from a childhood taunt bestowed by his peers who teased him because of his grotesque feet appearance and love of birds <laughs> okay <laughs> there was a toss up between that and puffin <laughs> some comics suggest that he tried to abandon the title which he hates but has been permanently brought into popularity by Batman so <laughs> so Batman's bullying him <laughs> look at Penguin over there damn you Penguin <laughs> fuck off just Bruce. call me Oswald <laughs> just Ozzy I like how he calls him Bruce <laughs> and he's dressed as Batman just, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna name you the stupidest <laughs> name I can think of Bruce <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is all to say that uh, after uh, his his basically his comic book origins was big fat guy wore a top hat, yeah, uh, committed really dumb crimes, 
But and, then. But then, Crisis on Infinite Earths happened in 1985, 86? 86. 86, was it 86? Round I, end. I don't fucking know. It was 85 <laughs> or 86. And we have this conversation every single time. I really should look that up at some stage. <laughs> um, so, in, after post-crisis, he actually slimmed down and he gained mental weight. Sean you get mental, mental weight. weight big fat brain <laughs> yeah. he was working out with brain non-stop after the destruction of uh, the previous Earth 1 uh, in the Infinite Crisis the new penguin who emerged native to this world was far less girt it had far less girt in his belly and was had far more mental prowess and focus than any of his previous incarnations so they just made him better and cooler and more of a foe yes okay before he was just the dude who robbed bird jewels. Yeah, he was just an odd little criminal running around. <laughs> odd little criminal. Um, so, much of the new Earth Penguin's adventures show Oswald far more concentrated on developing and refining his mental skills to overwhelm all of his many foes. Not merely Batman and far less attention in his perf- personal indulgences and consumption. In that focus, Penguin began exploring the potential of going straight as a successful means to his long-term ambition of personal power and accomplishment. So this is when okay. they moved into him fully going into I'm going to go straight I'm going to be a legitimate businessman legitimate businessman no more crime no more robbing weird bird jewels I've got enough weird bird jewels <laughs> I'm riddled with bird jewels riddles riddle <laughs> wait a minute no that's already taken down. damn it damn it so much cooler than penguin oh if this was only this is a joke to be jokes jokes <laughs> oh damn it it's already taken again fuck's sake <laughs> oh if I was there I was a killer mutt killer mutt <laughs> um, but try as he might Cobblepot could not overcome the prejudice of being a convicted criminal to gain profitable work nor gain the wealth that he personally desired. Thus, Cobblebot selectively returned to criminal activities, but he would continually be found out and imprisoned by both non-powered and super-powered superheroes. Right, so he can be beaten by essentially anyone. Everybody! Yeah, not great. Um, So, uh, it was... Cobblepot decided that it was in his own best interest to emulate his controller in the Suicide Squad and manu- manipulate Manny from behind the scenes. So he heard about the Suicide Squad. Yeah. He thought... Why wasn't I invited? That, no, I think he would be useful to the Suicide Squad. But he thought, that's not a bad idea, though. To the, the bomb in the neck thing? Like, no, to get a group to do my job for me. Right, I'll okay. be the Amanda Waller. And I'll to, just organise this. Yeah. Uh, and he said it was in his own best interest to emulate his controller in the Suicide Squad and manipulate the, the Manny from behind the scenes rather than to continually leave himself open to outright threats and arrests. Oh, so if he can't be tied to it. Yeah, exactly. Then so, which, would, which could interrupt his wealth amassing activities as an open criminal. So he's on the side organising a team to do crime right. but he's not connected to them in any way and he'll have not you can't trace them back to him because he's trying to amass wealth properly but on the side he's also amassing wealth siphoning things off the top illegally right and the iceberg lounge is a front for like he can siphon money through that yes through okay. online banking and all that stuff okay. Um so, uh, while attaining a social appreciation as a, as a businessman and a celebrity host of a successful restaurant and nightclub, Cobblepot also continued to gain success as a criminal mastermind, manipulating the massive criminal underground members to largely work for him in his role as a clearinghouse for their illegal activities. Right. right. So he would, like, help other criminals. He was like, I'll help you if you just help me. I'll sort you just out. Just do one job. I'll give you me. a place to stay. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll work stuff out. You'll, your record will be cleaned. Okay. You just trust me. So he became, like, the leader. 
Okay, and does he have any ties with the police at all? No, but he he's very rich, and he knows people who know people, and he's got literally uh, like inside people everywhere. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, while Colbert does still very occasionally participate himself in active criminal activities, it is in his role as an indirect and inactive criminal manipulator and social. Social butterfly in the ownership of the Iceberg Lounge, a nightclub that Colbert has finally begun to attain the power of. Um, so he basically, on the side, is doing all this crime, but at the front he has the Iceberg Lounge, which is very famous and has all these rich people that are. It's known as like the best nightclub in Gotham. Right. Okay. And so, so everyone wants to go there. Everyone wants to go there, and he gets fame through that. And so he gets in the newspapers like Cobblepot Homes, another successful place. Right, he's and so media great. Like him, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so co- co- Penguin continues to operate in a successful mode as the ever entre- entrepreneurial Penguin uh, is often fencing stolen property or arranging early forelows for incarcerated former criminal associates for a hefty fee. Of course. So he's basically just this. He's also very smart. He realizes his own limitations. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, I'll just do behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm not good at fighting them. And also, he just has such a big ego that he kind of likes being famous and loved. And Yeah, and also feared, probably. Yeah, so where he kind of... Uh, he was one of the major players in the mostly abandoned and lawless city in No Man's Land. So No Man's Land is when uh, Gotham is hit by an earthquake. Yeah, I think you've said this before. And the place is just absolutely levelled completely. Yeah, um, and there's and, a power struggle. And, and there was a power struggle. So after the earthquake and fall of Gotham, Penguin was arguably the most powerful person in Gotham at the time. Though his territory was a bit skimpy, he controlled most of the underworld and all the gangs. Okay? So he had the most people. <laughs> most people. With Arkham Asylum, Asylum and Blackgate Prison down and its prisoners free and wanting a piece of Gotham, Penguin found himself in gang wars and disagreements with two faced Killer Croc Mr. Freeze And Black Mask During this time But he had the most Meta of all of them Because he has amassed This whole social network Of people He already had them And they're all They all owe him something He's after cleaning Their record Or he's after Sorting out an issue That they had Or Or protecting someone Protecting someone They loved Or something like that But like All illegal But he had something On all of them Fuck And he just blackmails Them all to be on his team uh, Penguin was shot in the knee with an arrow during this time. Wait a minute. <laughs> when <laughs> did this happen? <laughs> Which cost him half of his territory to Two-Face. Penguin soon found it preferable to open clubs and casinos in the overturned buildings and became a steady way for him to make, rake in money before Lex Luthor started work on the new Gotham. So he used Gotham being hit with an earthquake as a way to gain even more properties and land because they were broken down. He was the only one with money and yeah. he just brought the broken down home and just worth did, nothing and, and just did it up fucking hell and exactly. then turned it into a casino yeah and so he has like all these genuine businesses throughout Gotham and he's just he's just he's already making hand over fist money yeah. and he doesn't even need to do the criminal stuff but he just likes it fucking hell so he's it's it's absolute like greed. Just greed. He's just a greedy. That's why he's a villain. Is it? Yeah. Like, and then the thing is, but also he's been known in the comic books to help, not to help Batman, but he's also an informant to Batman. So Batman allows him to get away with petty crimes if he tells him what Joker is planning next week okay. to blow up the city. Because Batman, even Batman realizes, okay, like you taking one emerald 
penguin is not going to make much difference. But if Joker blows up the whole east wing of the city, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Do you know where he's planning? And I was like, and penguins normally like, oh my, I didn't hear anything, but he came over into Iceberg Lounge, and some of his goons were here, and they said something, and they said, yeah, I might have heard something if you make it worth my while. Yeah, okay, so Batman's willing to make a deal with him. I think Penguin's one of the very few that Batman doesn't arrest because he's more of an informant on the inside. He's literally more useful. Even for Batman, yeah, he's an informant for him, but he's also an informant for all the criminals as well. Yeah, he'll he'll inform whoever pays or gives him he doesn't give a shit yeah Yeah. so uh, but then also Batman will just beat the shit out of him and he realises yeah Bruce is gonna kill me Um, so in terms of powers and abilities his abilities are he has a genius level intellect so from an early age Penguin was never very physically strong or appealing and this forced him or appealing appealing just as a human (laughs) and and this forced him to learn to live life with a keen intellect it should be noted that his intellect is almost always sinister in nature even in the most mundane of decisions so he'll just always choose the evil version (laughs) (laughs) Uh, business management Oswald's criminal operations would succeed without a hitch if not for the actions of Batman Oswald has existed both above and below low law with his business ruining a legitimate nightclub as well as selling drugs from within it right so he's involved in literally all the bad things at Gotham but he's also done a lot of good for Gotham in in a weird way you know like he's I'm sure regular people are probably employed in some of his things yeah so in leadership Penguin always travels with henchmen or any criminal mission or even to for on any criminal mission or, mission or even into town he's always has henchmen around him at all times right um, fair because I'm sure I'm assuming he has a lot of enemies exactly he controls bodyguards chefs servants gang members villains and so on with masterful talent Oswald has led both legal and illegal operations within Gotham City under any conditions um, so he also has an advanced hand to hand combat Oh, which many people don't know Oswald dedicated part of his life to the martial arts to beat those who mocked his appearance being a master in judo and boxing okay uh, boxing makes sense yeah boxing is more just raw power yeah it's strength and it's a, a lot of boxing is being able to take a punch as well yeah uh, cold tolerance the penguin can tolerate sub freezing temperatures longer than most people can he can spend extended times outdoors in the winter before frostbite, hypothermia, or even discomfort begin. Begin. This ability is not superhuman. He is just at the far end of normal cold tolerance. Okay, so it's it's, it's not a superpower. Yeah, anyone could have that yeah. ability. It's just the way you're born. Just because his father was a little bitch and he got the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, he got off his mother. Yeah, yeah. He got off his mother. Definitely not genetic off his father. His father uh, came in soaked. The mother left the window <laughs> open and turned the fan on. Like. Yeah. She was in an ice bath when he walked yeah. in. Um, weaknesses. His obsession. Cobblepot, at least in his early career, is obsessed with committing avian-themed crimes and bird motifs. If you just stop robbing the zoo. <laughs> so, his whole thing is that he used to just be obsessed with just robbing bird-themed things. How much bird-themed things were in Gotham Surely, and worth a fortune? If you rob... <laughs> Ten bird. There's can't be more than ten. At some point, they stop bringing in the bird themed <laughs> objects. There's, there can't be such a massive like want, like a supply and demand. Who in God's like? Jeez, I love a bird emerald. Oh, that. Oh, that 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 set my living room off nicely. <laughs> um, his weapons are his trick umbrellas. The penguin enjoys an assortment of trick umbrellas, many of which can be used as weapons as well. A few of, of his umbrellas are equipped with motorised flight capabilities, and he often uses such devices in order to attract and to get away, basically, to make a grand escape. Ah, so he'll float off in front of the moon kind of a deal. 
very ET. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the penguins cor- corpulent and shite and shite and short short height. Short height, shite heart. Sh- shite heart. It causes him to waddle when he walks, giving credence to the distasteful penguin uh, name that has plagued him all of his life. Adding to the unflattering pseudonym, Cobblepot also has a distended, pointy nose which closely resembles a bird's beak. But I, Sean, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think th- I wouldn't bully a child for that. I would. He'd oh. absolutely push him down a well. Oh lord! Fly away! Penguins what? can't fly. Uh, uh, look, I didn't know that. <laughs> Lassie, <laughs> give me an umbrella. <laughs> so I'm going to finish off with one quote from Batman himself. The Batman. About Penguin, which many people uh, might not have heard before. So, whatever Penguin might be, he's anything but a buffoon. He plans his crimes with military precision. His thinking is brilliant. Um, He's multi-leveled. His appearance makes you want to underestimate him. But don't fall into that trap. His major fault is his massive ego. He thinks he's as physically adept as he is intelligent. If he allowed able-bodied henchmen to commit his crimes, rather than trying to do it himself, our job would be far more difficult. He said. Right. And this was before he took all the henchmen in, which they they did they gave that quote when he was still committing all the crimes himself. himself and then they must have read that quote like the writer must have done. Well, obviously, why don't we make him even more powerful? Yeah, if 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 the penguin was just the brains, and he controlled the brawn. Yeah, that's un- nearly unstoppable. And he started doing that. Instead, right, in the comic okay. book, so, so they saw this quote and were like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" yeah. Um, and a small little bit of trivia is Cobblepot, uh, his family, and Pennyworth, Alfred's family, are meant to be in like this long feud. I heard this. Yeah. yeah, they're meant to be just in a weird long feud that they don't like each other as families. But that's like my two little bits of trivia. Sean, what do you think of the Penguin? I think he's great. I, I think like, he doesn't get enough say. No, like the most I've ever learned about the Penguin was from the Arkham games. Yeah, and in that, uh, the Joker shoved like the broken end of a glass bottle into his eye yeah and that's how he has the monocle oh I, did, I forgot all about that yeah. yeah so I just thought that's when I thought he was really cool but he is a short dude and he's just an angry man he's ultimately just a coward just yeah. with loss of power at the back of it all that's where it all stems from like the idea is that he's all about power and then when Batman even puts even the slightest bit of force, he's like, I will fight you if you don't tell... Okay, yeah, no, I'll tell you everything I need. you need to know. What do you want? Yeah, because he's built up so many walls that the second they're down, yeah. he's useless. He's, he's just... Yeah, the minute he's, yeah, he surrounds himself. And, yeah. then he's, and ultimately he surrounds himself not because he's powerful, but because he's afraid yeah. of what's about to happen. Um, so yeah, that's the Penguin He's shot. really cool. I yeah. like him. And ma'am, okay, so now after that I read Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Sean. He'd have... The, the charisma. I like. Imagine him black. Imagine Con Farrell as the Penguin blackmailing someone. Yeah. Like, up against the wall, just like you wouldn't want that to happen. It'd be a shame. Do you think he'll keep the accent? The Irish accent. The weird Irish American accent he has now. <laughs> I think so. You could get away with that. Okay. No, see, a couple of been to be English though. Is it? If he's fighting with Pennyworth's family, he could do an English. They're meant accent. to be like old English money. Oh, okay. That's I think that's like landed gentry kind of yeah that's thing. like the deal yeah oh, right well I suppose Colin Farrell could do that he's a versatile man he's a versatile man so handsome that's so handsome <laughs> um, do you want to take us out Sean yeah thanks for listening to this episode of Hero Zero everyone we'll be back on Monday with an episode of Movie Mondays Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero it'll be my week so probably something Marvel related good stuff uh we are on all of the social medias we're on Facebook Heroes for Hire podcast Twitter at Heroes for Hire pod 
Instagram Here's for Hire podcast, or you can email us Here's for Hire underscore outlook.com. Big thanks to all our patrons over on Patreon. Uh, they help support the show and help keep us going. If you'd like to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash Here's for Hire podcast, or there's a link to that in the description. But the best way to support the show is by telling one you that we exist. You're getting really good at that. Uh, I say it a couple of times a week. You do, it's pretty good. It's like me doing the intro, you just kind of rattle it. Yeah, it just happens. <laughs> it just happens. But now I've, t- I've thought too much about oh, it. Oh no! I don't know where to go. What's words? <laughs> um, so I've got it all right. I've I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.